I always make sure that my manager is aware of what the skills are I'm trying to progress so that they can help identify opportunities that you know, they know like, oh yeah, Femke's really trying to learn visual design and this project has a lot of visual design opportunities. So let's put her on that project. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. My name's Femke. And on this episode, we're going to talk about learning and growing. And this also feels like a really good follow on to our episode Mm -hmm. last week, where we talked a lot about self-awareness. And this topic actually also came by way of a listener. And I'll just read out what they wrote. They wrote, would love to hear how you keep learning and growing as a designer outside of work. For example, a lot of us are the sole designers on the team or in the company, and we need to learn a lot on our own, or maybe we don't have more senior designers to learn from. We'd love to hear your personal approach and different ways to go about it. So I'm excited to go into this because it does feel like a really natural progression from the topic last week. And I know that you and I, Charlie, are obviously champions of continued learning. That's what the show is all about, right? (laughs) Like... We're always learning and always growing. So this feels like a really good episode to get into. Before we get into the topic, though, we do have our sponsor this week, which is Around. And we're super grateful. They've been sponsoring the show for the entire month of June. This is the last episode that they're sponsoring. Thank you so much to Around. So Around is a really great collaborative video calling tool and I don't know about you, Charlie, we've been using Zoom a lot at work over the last year since the pandemic and Zoom fatigue is pretty real for me. I feel like we're not really meant to stare at our massive screens and colleagues for like several hours at a time. And ourselves. Yeah, ourselves, (laughs) right? Sometimes I'm on course for like six hours. I feel like I'm just like staring at myself. Around has kind of been designed in a way to sort of reduce that video call fatigue. Um, One of the cool things they have is these anti-fatigue filters. So they kind of reduce that like overexposed, super invasive feeling of like being on a video call and like looking at yourself the entire day. So I like that it kind of blends into the background a little bit and it has um, a few different like ways to kind of integrate with your screen and with the tools that you're operating. So I really like that about it. Some other cool things it does. It just follows your face and crops your background. You don't have to worry about cleaning up the space around you. It also reduces background noise. So that's really great. Just focuses on the conversation. So ultimately cuts out all of those distractions and lets you have a more focused meeting. And without uh, yeah, looking at yourself the whole time because yes. you're not such a big square on the screen. <laughs> that, I'm so guilty of doing that in every Zoom call. It's Is it vanity or is it just, I don't know, but... If I'm there on the screen, I'm like worried about what I'm looking like. It's so distracting, right? It really is distracting. It is. So thank you around for sponsoring Design Life this month. We really appreciate it. And we love to bring you tools that, um, yeah, we can recommend. And we appreciate your support of the show. Definitely. So check it out at around.co. Now, let's talk about learning, growing. Like you said, Fem, this is something that we are just always constantly doing. So much so that I was like, have we talked about this on an episode recently? And yeah. <laughs> we, we probably have. We probably talk about it in every episode. But I guess this is the like a specific focused episode on it. Maybe we can start by talking about some of the things we're currently learning or like the ways we're growing in our careers at the moment. Yeah. I mean, for me... 
ties into last week where I mentioned my growth area of visual design and craft. So this has been an area that I am trying to learn on the job. So embracing opportunities that get me to flex that muscle a little bit more, like saying yes to areas that give me that opportunity more. There's also parts of my like career and self that I'm trying to improve outside of work. And I think that's, uh, I think I've talked about the design to be training that I'm taking at the moment, which is a little bit more focused on like your growth, how you embrace like collaboration and communication in the workplace. And so I also have taken the within retreat that I think I mentioned um, a couple of years ago. So I also sometimes will go on like retreats or attend these conferences outside of work to focus more on those like soft skills or like interpersonal skills that I want to develop in my career. Do you think that is not a recent development, but like something you've noticed the further you've gotten into your career? And I'm, this is like a loaded question because it is for me. <laughs> uh, I feel like when I was getting started as a designer, the things that I wanted to learn uh, outside of work, you know, to grow as a designer was more like hard technical skills based stuff. Like how do I use the software efficiently? Yeah. How do I design in this type of thing? Then it became more the how do I exist as a creative professional and how do I like show up to work and um, connect with others, that sort of thing. And now I'm kind of back in the technical skills kind of because I'm focused on learning how to be a manager right mm-hmm. I'm learning the skills of like how to do that thing effectively and so yeah because I'm new at it I suppose and I wonder if it's the same for you when you're new at something it's more technical and then things get a little more more fuzzy <laughs> yeah I I definitely think it's pretty normal to focus the first you know few years of your career on those more hard skills right because that's what you need to do in your job and show up and sort of be a successful designer. And I feel like once you have a baseline of those, then naturally for me, at least I've started turning more inwards and looking more at the soft skills and how I can bring value to the company in that way, or how I can grow as a designer in in my career in that way and like become more efficient and et cetera over time. Not to say though, that like I'm never going to revisit hard skills again. I, I feel like, I probably will at some point, maybe there's like a new technology that comes up in the future I'm going to have to learn, which feels very likely more and more every day. Or I don't know, maybe I just decide that I want to go really like right now I'm going really deep into visual design because um, that's an area that I'm interested in improving and want to go deeper into. Like I have the baseline level now, I just want to push it further. Um, so I, yeah, I think it can ebb and flow over time, but definitely I would agree that as I'm moving throughout my career, becoming more interested in investing time in those soft skills. So what do you do to learn? Because something this designer who wrote in is saying that um, I can't lean on other designers in my company to sort of show me the ropes. And, you know, I've been in that situation for a lot of my career too, in having to pursue design learning, like outside of the company uh, to move forward. What, what do you do to, to progress right now with visual design? I guess I feel pretty privileged to work at a large company with a very established design presence. There's a lot of internal learning and a lot of really smart people that I can learn from. So I do a lot of the hard school learning on the job as much as I can, whether Mm -hmm. it's like 
teaming up with another teammate who is really good in a skill I'm trying to learn. So then we're collaborating and I'm learning from them as we're working together. Sometimes we have like workshops internally about how to use certain tools like Framer or, you know, something really technical. There's also like little webinars and like video series that sometimes our platform team creates about how to use certain Figma plugins and things like that. So I, I recognize like I'm pretty lucky to be in this situation where there's kind of this material and learning and support internally. So I try to make use of it and like identify projects and opportunities. And one important thing to note here that I want to call out is that I always make sure that my manager is aware of what the skills are I'm trying to progress so that they can help identify opportunities that you know, they know like, oh yeah, Femka's really trying to learn visual design and this project has a lot of visual design opportunities. So let's put her on that project. So I think that's important as well um, of just making your manager aware so that if there's opportunities internally, you can use that to your advantage basically. Yes. And as a manager, I love when my team does that, you know, lets me know what they're trying to work on and I'm trying to like ask them about that too. So I love that you have that, that relationship with your manager as well, Fem. What about you? Because you mentioned that you've been in situations where you haven't had that support internally. So what have you kind of done to to push yourself and progress in certain skills? Yeah, I definitely like to pull from, I, I treat like the internet as like my mentors, you know, <laughs> yeah. as ways to find um, when I've not had a, a more senior designer than me or, you know, someone at my level in the company to learn from. I have definitely looked elsewhere on the internet for it whether that be videos about the the subject I'm trying to trying to learn about or reading a lot of books too. That's what I'm doing right now, especially for mm. like learning how to be a better manager. We do have a lot of managers within the company, but everyone's hella busy with their own work, right? And managing their own team. And so I don't want to like have to rely on someone to teach me how to be a good manager within the company. We don't have any sort of new manager training or whatever at ConvertKit, like being a small company, that's not something that they've put in place. And so it's been on me to figure it out, sort of. I had my, my previous manager recommended me a bunch of books that would be good for me to read. And so I've been like working my way through that list, basically. Sometimes listening to audiobooks on a walk and things like that. Nice. Just to, yeah, just to learn. I find that reading is something that really helps me in when I'm new at a skill, you know? Uh, yeah, that's when I, I learn the most from from that sort of like direct education, I guess I'm gonna call it, yeah. as opposed to more just being surrounded by people doing the same thing. I feel like I learn a lot just from that as well, just from following other designers on Twitter. I'm not going on Twitter specifically to learn how they handle their design process, etc. but I learn it by, is it by osmosis? Is that a term? Am I using that correctly? I don't know. I don't um, know. It soaks into me and I, I learn about their process just from hearing them talk about it. So yeah, that's what I like to do as well. Yeah. I love how you mentioned that you have this awareness of your best way to learn through reading. Yes. I think that's important too. And something that can take a bit of time to figure out, I think, like trying different learning styles, right? Maybe it's through reading or listening or watching or doing, right? You kind of have to try them all to learn that. But I feel like once you have that awareness, like use that to your advantage, I suppose, and like lean into that as your best way of learning. And if I guess a learning opportunity is provided to you that doesn't, like that you know will not be an efficient way for you to learn, then 
you know, I don't know, maybe you're like, well, that's not how I learn. So maybe I won't do it. I don't know. I think there's just value in kind of knowing and having that awareness of how you like to learn and how you most efficiently learn. Yeah, because I think it definitely gives you the best starting point, right? If you know that the best way for you to learn is through books, then you need to find a book on the topic that you're trying to learn about and start there. And maybe from there, you'll go out to videos and courses or whatever else. I haven't taken any super long courses in the past Mm -hmm. few years. I feel like I don't have the like the time to dedicate to it to doing it well but I've taken some shorter ones which is, have been great I actually did a course by Lara Hogan I forget forget the name of it now it's called resilient management or something like that okay yeah she was a manager at I believe it was Etsy and a few other places and for, for developers but um you know it's good advice for any sort of management in tech especially and so I really loved that course just want to shout that out in case anyone listening is also in that sort of learning mode but yeah that was cool because it was a short course i think it was like maybe six modules something like that i don't know um it was fairly short enough for me to go through and take a bunch of notes which is what i like to do when i'm learning from a course like i can't just sit there and passively learn that by watching a video right the only way i'm going to learn by watching a video is if i take notes throughout it maybe again that's to do with reading right so then i can read the notes back and remember all the useful things that i learned but yeah, that's how I consume a course is taking notes throughout. Yeah. I also feel like there's moments when I'm intentionally like, okay, there's this thing I want to learn. I'm going to go and take a course or like intentionally learn it. But I also feel like there's moments, and I think you kind of alluded to this with how you use Twitter, where like I'm just always learning on the side by because I've created this like environment around me of like learning and growth like I don't know I feel like I get asked very often like how I learn new skills or where do I go for inspiration and like learning new things and like I can't pinpoint an exact website or like an exact resource but I'm like I don't know I just feel like I've surrounded myself with designers and interesting conversations and I'm in a lot of slack communities and I'm like reading design news pretty regularly I just feel so immersed in this space that like learning just kind of comes at me all the time and I always see interesting conversations interesting discussions so yeah I don't know how to like better articulate that but there's something about kind of just creating that environment around you that's constantly feeding you with like opportunities to learn um in addition to sometimes there's those moments where you intentionally proactively go and learn a new skill. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a great lesson here in what you're saying about curating your social media feed to be people you can learn from. Maybe this is something that I need to do better on Instagram. I feel like my Instagram is mostly eye candy pictures. (laughs) Like it's beautiful decor, it's cute pets. Yeah, that sort of thing is my Instagram. But on Twitter, my the people I follow, the vast majority are other designers or people who work in tech. Right. And um, I, I do that because then I'm seeing conversations happening and like seeing what they're thinking about and what's what's going on for them. What are they working on? And that means that every time I check Twitter, which is like, let's be honest, way too many <laughs> times a day, um, there is a learning opportunity presented to me each time. Um, so at least I'm getting that out of, out of that terribly bad habit. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. And hey, you know, we all need a place where it's just like binge worthy content. And so I'm going to give you a free pass to keep your Instagram as cute pets and and decor. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need to like fill every corner with like 
design and learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, good point. I mean, because we're we're we have other parts to us as well. You know, there's yeah. more to us than just being designers. So that makes sense. <laughs> totally. I'm trying to think of like some challenges our listeners might face with this topic. Like, what if, for example, you have a manager who's not supportive of like you taking time in your day to kind of learn a skill or like. Maybe they're not doing a good job in identifying those opportunities for you or you are so busy, you don't have time to like carve out for this kind of stuff. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts or or opinions when you're kind of facing that hardship of actually like learning and either finding the time or getting the support? Yeah. At Convoke it, we have a policy where it's like for the any time you spend learning or like, I don't know, like maybe you're taking a course or like wanting to experiment with this thing. 50% of that can be work time and the other 50% has to be your own time. So for example, someone on my team took a online course through Berkeley University Ooh, cool. earlier this year. It was like a 12-week course on some uh, marketing, music marketing, I think it was, something like that. So she was doing half of that could be counted as work time, but half of it had to be her own time as well. It's sort of like the company saying... We are investing in you by allowing you to put your work aside and spend time learning, but yeah. um, you need to be giving up some of your own time for this as well because it's your personal development that's happening here. So I like that approach to it. And I think that if a manager is resistant to you taking time during your day to learn, maybe that could be a, a like a split you pitch to them yeah. to be like, look, I'm doing this in my own time too. And I think it's really helping my work here so I think it's only fair that you know half the time is counted as work time but I don't know hopefully you have a manager who supports learning because I mean that sucks if not yeah. <laughs> um, I know it happens for some people what was the other thing you said there was another oh, oh like time. making time mm-hmm. yep yep the time time situation so I'm sure our listeners know by now how we feel about finding time you got to make the time for it right um, yes if you don't have time to do something and it's important to you is it really important to you if you're not making the time to do it? Like, what else are you doing instead of learning this thing? Um, and it, is it all important? In which case, maybe now is not a growth time for you. Maybe now you have to be content with, like, getting through this busy phase of everything else you've got going on before you can put time into learning. But, um, yeah, I just believe that if it's important to you, you find ways to sneak it into your week. Even if it's just, like, half an hour that you can spend progressing is yeah. still going to help. Totally. Yeah. And I think also with the time thing, this is where for me, uh, what I was mentioning earlier about like immersing yourself and like having creating that environment around you helps because like Mm -hmm. when I'm on my downtime going on Twitter, I'm just naturally like learning things by default because I've like created and curated my feed that way sort of thing. Yep. So that's also helpful. I feel something we also do at Uber is there's kind of this expectation that you'll share your learnings back to the team. So Ooh, I like that. maybe like either you practically pass on and teach the skill or it could even be as light as like a little sort of lunch and learn, maybe like a little slide presentation um, of like what you learned and maybe a bit about the course you took if you took a course. So it's kind of like a shared, uh, shared learnings back to the team. And I think that's nice too, because then everyone can benefit a little bit. Yes, absolutely. And that's just... Um... Like the rest of your team should probably thank you for that as well because you're showing <laughs> that, look, time spent learning can be really useful to the wider team and let's invest in this. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just thinking about other ways that I've learned in the past and 
I, I miss conferences. Honestly, yeah. I miss conferences. It's been a while since that, you know, being able to sit in a talk or something like that. And again, earlier in my career, I would go to talks and be taking a ton of notes about the specifics of each talk. Whereas now I'm more, I more choose the talks that are less technical, like on purpose um, for learning and growing. But I miss the, the conversations side of, of meeting people at a conference. Weird for an introvert to say maybe, but that was another way that I did a lot of learning and growing as a designer um, has been through yeah, meeting other people in person. And so I'm excited for when we can get back to that. Yeah, I was actually just thinking about this yesterday. I was like, damn, I really miss conferences. But I think what I miss the most about the conferences is the people. So like really what I miss is just like being surrounded being around people yeah like being around people and like not just people but like people within my industry like who have a similar passion or who care about the same thing or who are struggling with the same thing in their career like that bond that kind of brings you together right I I miss that hopefully we get it back soon yeah I hope so um because as a like a solo designer which this listener who wrote in has been in their their situation that was huge for me to, you know, be surrounded by people who understand design and like, yeah, you know, they get what I'm talking about. If I talk about a vector or something like that, they're going to know what I'm meaning by it. And uh, there's just something cool about that, you know. So I, I definitely feel for this listener writing in struggling to learn because they don't have someone you know, on the team to learn right. from. But I would also say that I've been pleasantly surprised at how much I can learn from people around me on the team who aren't designers mm. about other things, you know, that aren't specifically about technical design skills. But I've learned so much about business from working at ConvertKit because of my relationships with our exec team, you know, and from the way that we, we do work at ConvertKit where everything's very transparent. We always have a good idea of where things are at with the company financials and things like that has been super valuable and interesting for me to learn from. Um, and like in the end it has helped me as a designer because I'm trying to impact the business with the work that I'm doing, right? I'm trying to drive more conversions through the website and uh, build our brand, everything like that. And so having an understanding of who we are as a business and how all these pieces fit together has helped with that. So maybe you can look like, think of learning, not just as in learning design and uh, keep your eyes open within your company for more opportunities like that. I think it's really great advice for sure. It's something I try to do as well. Even as someone who has a team to learn from, from designers on my team, I'm always really interested in learning from like my product managers and my engineers because they know stuff that I have no clue about. And so it's always interesting to learn from them as well and can surprisingly be really good complementary skills as a designer to know mm -hmm. more about that business side of things so yeah don't underestimate learning those skills as well absolutely like i'm sure that your product design skills have improved from more knowledge of product management and how things right. are built in the end you know exactly it all comes together yeah i love that well any last words of advice on learning and growing what's the next thing you're going to learn that's my question for you. Uh, the next thing I'm going to learn. Hmm. I don't know. That's a really interesting question. I haven't thought very much about what I'm going to learn after this, but I feel like I'm in a period where my soft skills are in a good place. 
So I want to like invest in a couple more hard skills. I think something I want to get more comfortable at is presenting my work to like high level stakeholders, like directors and VPs, because that still makes me nervous. Like I'm totally comfortable presenting to my team, my manager, like even my manager's manager, like that all feels within my comfort zone, but going like the next level up to like kind of like exec leadership team level, that's still sometimes a bit scary for me. So yeah, maybe that's an area that I want to focus more on. Yeah, I like that. I've got like this, I just pulled it up now, this like giant reading list of all these books that I want to read um, to, yeah, to further my learnings and that sort of thing. And I'm if I'm looking at it now and I'm going to pick out the next one, I feel like, I feel like, I, okay, I've never read the four hour work week. Oh, neither. And I feel like that's one that I need to read because everyone <laughs> always talks about it. Tim Ferriss is a customer of ours. <laughs> It's your duty to read it. <laughs> it's my duty to read it. I'm not sure exactly what I'm hoping to learn from it, but that's going to be um, a thing that I jump into next in case anyone was interested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's been on my reading list for years and I've just not, not read it. So maybe I'll add that to mine too. Maybe we should both read it and then talk about it as a podcast episode. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to download it after this. <laughs> okay, cool. Anyone else, if you are listening and want to join this impromptu book club that we're doing, read it. Send us questions to ask uh, ask us our thoughts on various topics. I don't know. Could be fun. Could be fun. Yay. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Thanks so much for this listener who emailed in. If you have a burning question, then you can always reach out to us. Our website is designlife.fm and you'll find ways to contact us there. Yeah. Thanks for this listener who wrote in and listen to more episodes on designlife.fm or any podcasting app to search for Design Life. Good chat, Pim. See you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. Bye.